Good evening, fellow adventureholics. My name is Chris Neal, and I will be your dungeon master, aka dungeon daddy, for the evening. Tonight, we are heading into a special one-shot. Uh, special used as a synonym for practical, because we only have two players with us. Hey, stuff can be two things. It can be special and practical at the same time. So, <laughs> without further ado, let's introduce our victims, I mean players, for the evening. Straight from Finland to South Yorkshire, looking like a bearded philosophy professor. It's Matt Durant! Woo! Ergo. Uh, 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 cogito. It's great to be here. It's great to be in Sheffield where the hills are very hilly. It's funny coming back like you do. It, it is like a, a foreign country to me now. Finland's flat as a pancake, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah, until you get to the north. And even then, yeah, oh. it's, it's just like, oh yeah, everything's uphill here. I forgot that. It's like that, like weird MC. Is it MC Escher? MC Escher drawing where it's like the <laughs> where it's like the stairs that constantly go up, and it's like that optical illusion. Ah, oh, yeah. I've just got a picture of you tobogganing from one end of Finland to the other, just starting in the north at the top of a hill. And anyway, I'm not supposed to be talking yet. I've not been introduced. I'll shut up. You've heard his voice. You've heard his woeful misunderstanding of the concepts of physics. It's AJ Action Jackson. Stop kink shaming me, you bastard. <laughs> it's good to be here. And it is an absolute pleasure to be a player and to hand the DMing reins over to your good self. I'm looking forward to tonight very, very much. It's been a good month for you as a player, or a couple of months. It surely has. Our Finnish mythology one-shot, the uh, Song of Ainul, has done really, really well. It's one of our highest ever listened-to episodes, and I'm That's not just wonderful. saying that because we're here. So if you haven't heard it, get yourself to wherever you cast your pods and dig it out and have a listen. It's very good. It hasn't caused a diplomatic incident yet. And that's pretty good for us. Yeah, I'm still not welcome in the Philippines after our Filipino mythology one-shot. We're still waiting for the apology from Hall and Oates. Uh, I can fuck right off. <laughs> Cash-grabbing twats. Aren't they suing each other at the moment? I'm pretty sure one of them is suing the other one. I mean, we'll take separate apologies. They don't have to, like, get in the same room to, to hash it out and give us a, an apology. When I say Hall and Oates, I'm literally referring to them as two separate people. Gotcha. What a dumbass fucking Like name. Bon and Jovi. <laughs> they don't actually both have to be in... Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yep. All right. <sighs> Like the middle-aged men we are, let's slowly <laughs> let's slowly saunter our way into some <laughs> performance and, and magic. I was also very mean to at least two-thirds of us by calling us middle-aged. <laughs> it's true. I am pushing I'm pushing the average age of this podcast up considerably. I'm okay with that. I'm much like Peter Pan. I refuse to grow up. <laughs> okay. And I hang out with kids. No, this is getting worse by the minute. Okay, sweeping that under the rug and moving <laughs> just, on. Just marking that for the edit. Yep, and just cl- cut that <laughs> bit right there. And you know where to. You know Checkmate. where to cut the. To cut the- <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> As usual, checkmating himself in the lifelong game of chess. AJ Jackson. Ah, <laughs> uh, strong, strong starts. We'll get the giggles out. We'll get the giggles out. All right, let's kick this shit off. Yay! So excited.
tonight, we find ourselves in the city of Galador, an ancient metropolis. Built by the elves in centuries long past, Galanor is now a melting pot of races, creeds, and cultures. But tensions simmer below the surface. Other races are still treated as second-class citizens. The city's power rests still in the hands of old elvish bloodlines. And there are those who long for a return to, quote-unquote, pure elven rule. With a mayoral election rapidly approaching, Rathaniel Silverdor seeks to change the ways of his ancestors. But with support for his campaign waning, and the Sylvan Sons, who are a radical faction of right-wing elves, also rumoured to hold links, associations of some sort, with the current mayor, Ilaria Brightborn. The Sylvan Sons are stepping up their intimidation tactics. So what's a left-wing elf to do? We join our dynamic duo, uh, a working title for the, the adventuring group, on the deck of the Mother's Mercy, a beautiful barge, and the setting for a gathering of Galinor's political class and wealthy socialites. Before we go any further, I think we'll, I think we'll, I think we'll get both of you to introduce your characters. Matt, why don't you go first? Yes. Uh, shuffles accents. <laughs> Devin Shadowfoot. Uh, forest gnome. I started my career as a mercenary and never quite shook that part of my life away from me. I tried to put the killing behind me when I fell down a well and into a secret temple of martial arts fighting monks. I emerged from that well stronger, faster, more hardened than I was before. I never asked of this life, but if I can use my skills to help others, that's what I'm here to do. Also, I can turn into a bat, but I'm not Batman. <laughs> get that disclosed up front for copyright reasons. For the listeners who can't see my visual reaction to Matt's chosen voice for uh, for Davin, he's never been more attractive than when he does this voice. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 okay. <laughs> Give me that name one more time. I've been feverishly writing down notes of Chris's thing and then I forgot to listen to anything you just said. Davin Shadowfoot. Uh, apologies Davin. to... Uh, what's his Shadowfoot. name? Elias Tufexus, who I have just taken that voice from his portrayal of um, the dude in Deus Ex. And what what are you, Davin? I am a monk slash rogue and of, a gnome, of, a, a forest gnome. A gnome! Right. I was looking everywhere for you as I looked down and see the, the tiny forest gnome. Forest gnome, brilliant. Okay, I like that. AJ, how about you? Introduce us to your character. My name is Samuel Blightleaf, for that is my government name. Originally, I was called Twinkling Glade, but nobody liked that name. So when I joined society in Galanor, I gave myself a more acceptable name. I am an activist and a mercenary, and I learned my monkish skills, fighting the loggers who came to destroy the woods where I grew up in the Emberbrook Boughs. I have a pet squirrel 
part of his tail is missing, and his name is Pecan. As I produce a little squirrel on the end of my hand, and you see it's just missing <laughs> the very edge of the tip of its tail. Uh, it's a beautiful little red squirrel. And in terms of what I look like, uh, I'm a furbolg. I'm a big fucker. Uh, one with the woodlands. Somewhat kind of friendly woodland. You'd almost call them like... They've changed a lot over the different years of D&D, but in the 5th edition, they're almost like... Um, they've almost become like... Uh, cow-faced kind of like woodland ogres, but generally nice in nature. I've got very kind of like woody and barky skin. Uh, I've got kind of moss growing down parts of my skin. I'm wearing like simple cloth and leather. I've got what what some of you will call thongs, depending on what country you're from, but I'm going to call sandals. I've got like leather sandals and a large staff uh, with leaves and branches growing off it. And as for my ears, they flop down at my sides like a lop-eared rabbit. And I've got a bristly and wiry ginger hair that goes all the way from the top of my head down my sideburns and into a beautiful resplendent beard. I'm a chonky guy. Despite the barky skin and the green moss, you can still tell that I've got a strength to me that comes from the woodland itself. I also, as you notice, have something strapped to my back, which on closer inspection is a folding boat that goes everywhere with me because Chris is a gracious DM and gives all the goodies. He's had too many uh, <laughs> adventures at sea go badly, so now he's like, I'm going to take this just whenever I leave the house. Just like phone, keys, wallet, folding boat. <laughs> cool. Thank you for those beautiful descriptions. I genuinely thought, AJ, when you started with... Samuel's voice and you were going to reveal his true name I thought you were going to say my name is Treebeard uh, <laughs> <No>. thankfully we <laughs> that would be copyrighted yeah thankfully we we we, dod we, do we really dodged that bullet especially with me still mentioning it fuck Tolkien the Tolkien estate can get in the bin <laughs> yeah cool you guys, like I said, you guys are on the deck of the Mother's Mercy. I have just sent you a link to the map, which you can use Ooh. at your leisure. I've not added everything to it because, honestly, I did the map at the last minute. Once we get going, I can kind of describe a little bit more about what the barge looks like. But why are you here among the political class and the social elite of Galanor? You received a mysterious invitation to the party, mentioning both of you by name, to your dojo, the Ironheart Dojo, which, I mean, dojo is a fancy name. Really, it's just a gym with slightly more padded floors. <laughs> but it's run by Master Jessic Bonesplinter, another monk that you guys know. And it's not, you know, it's not super unusual that you guys get, or the, or the dojo gets asked for people to run odd jobs like security and things like that. The dojo's got a fairly good reputation in Galanor for producing good fighters, level-headed people. But upon entering the main deck of the barge, you see a lavish, lavishly decorated bar with tables set out for canapes and food and well-dressed members of Galanor's upper crust. I'll 
hand over the reins to both of you as to what you do. I guess the 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 only advice that you've had from Jessic is find out why you were essentially find out who invited you and find out why you were invited because the invitation didn't really give you much information. It was literally just like the invitation to the party itself. What time of day is it? It's like I'd say mid-evening at this point. It's probably about seven o'clock, something like that. It's just getting dark. Did the invitation say anything specific, like what was going to be happening, or was it just be here at this time? It didn't say anything specific. You get, you got the feeling that it was literally just like the you know like the printed invitations that everybody would get. <laughs> you just got that with your names on it. Cool. With no further information. Okay. I look down at Devon. And I'm holding my invitation and I say, such a waste of paper. (laughs) This makes the trees sad. We all hate paper waste, but what I hate more is these fancy gala doos. Give me a good bottle of some kind of whiskey and some green crackers and I'm a happy man. (laughs) (laughs) Matt's version of a prison diet is just a bottle of whiskey and cream crackers. As I look around, please can I discern what all the other guests are wearing and whether we are over or underdressed? I would say that the 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 invitation definitely had the, the general party dress code on it, but as you guys have kind of been asked here as a... to be on the job, shall we say, you guys probably weren't expected to uphold a super smart dress code. But I will say, looking around, there's no perception check necessary. Everybody here, just at a glance, is in, like, black tie, cocktail attire. Men are wearing suits, uh, various various different levels. Some are wearing, like, tuxes. The women are wearing dresses. There's, like, catering staff that are kind of doing the rounds who are wearing, like, white shirt and, and bow ties. It, I don't think you look massively out of place. I mean, I'm about eight foot tall, and he's about twelve inches tall. So we we relatively twelve inches. How tall are you? Four foot. It's, it's not going to change how I feel about you. It's just <laughs> if I have to use you as a weapon or a shield. I just want to know how much surface area I've got. Probably about the size of a large dog or a small bear. Okay. As I I look down at Davin, I say, "Time for us to blend in." Agreed. To the bar? Let's see what we can overhear if we go there. We will get you some whiskey and crackers. <laughs> as we as we saunter over to the bar, doing our absolute best to blend in, despite the fact one of us is eight foot tall and wearing <laughs> like shabby leather and covered in moss, and the other one of us is like a ninja gnome. Yeah, I mean, trying to blend in is pretty funny. Like most of the most of the people here have got that like that consistent like cocktail handling stance. That's kind of like everyone, everyone, everyone seems <laughs> oh, to be yeah. in a constant yeah, state yeah. of like throwing back their hands and laughing in in uh, in a, a disgusting way and saying things like ah, capital and uh, industry. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the old ways. <laughs> if you go over to the bar, it's it's quite crowded, but the you know the the bar is not super busy at the minute. You could probably get over there and get a drink quite quickly. Okay, 
I would like to do two things. First of all, I would like to pick up the gnome and prop him on a bar stool so that he can see over the bar. And then I would like to do that thing when you're trying to get served at a bar where you lean forwards ridiculously, but obviously I'm eight foot tall. So I'm way, I'm, I'm obviously trying to get served. Cool. I'm going to ask you a question, AJ. Are you... Of legal drinking age. Are you a terrible person? Are you a terrible person or do you uh, stop yourself before you do that thing where you hold your hand over the bar to try and stop people while you've got like a 20 pound note in your hand that all bartenders hate? (laughs) I'm a good man who's had to do bad things to survive. I'm a fish out of water. (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm a tree in the city. So I've learned a few skills and I don't like them, but I know how to get served in a bar as um, I'm flexing my woody guns. I've got kind of mossy guns and I'm kind of like just just pumping a bit of furball guy in to, to try and catch the eye of the bartender. Okay. Uh, yes, you see uh, one of the bartenders comes over and he doesn't even like bat an eyelid that you guys aren't, you guys clearly aren't dressed the same as everybody else. He's just like, uh, good evening, gents. What, um, what, what can I, what can I get for you? Give me some whiskey, the good stuff. Whiskey? And for and for yourself? I will have felch water. Felch water. And a glass of milk for my squirrel. And a glass of milk. Yeah, co- coming right up. The bartender turns around and he um he grabs you grabs your whiskey, just grabs a little like rocks glass out and does that thing where they just pour it with the speed pourer. It just oh yeah moves it over moves it over I, to I slide four copper pieces across the bar towards him which are tiny in my hand like ridiculously small they look like toy money oh thank you very much sir and he uh, grabs your bottle of felch water just gets the gets the bottle like the bar blade underneath the underneath the bottle and very satisfyingly pops the pops the top off uh, would you like a glass for your bottle I look around at the other guests and I see that everyone else is polite. So I say, yes. He grabs your glass and does that thing where, like, he very quickly, like, spins it around and puts it on the, puts it on the bar itself. It's a fucking cocktail with Tom Cruise. Is the, is the squirrel, like, on your shoulder? Yeah. Yeah. He kind of, like, like, pauses for, like, half a beat as he looks at the squirrel. Because, like, he gave you kind of, like, a big glass for your... Like, a pint glass for your for your bottle of felt water. He just pauses for half yeah. a second thinking whether to give the squirrel the same kind of glass. And then he just pulls out, like, almost basically just like a rocks glass and fills it up with milk and hands it over yeah. for the for the squirrel. Aww. He says, uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, and um, and goes goes about his business just cleaning, cleaning glasses. I take us my whiskey and I'm like... Ugh, Galabadian whiskey. 90% branding, 10% piss. <laughs> but I drink it anyway. <laughs> I take a godly swig of my felt water and I'm like, it is corked. <laughs> Never mind. I would like to look around and see whether I can find this Jessic bone splinter that you speak of. I presume... Have, as I as I work out at his dojo, I would know him by face. Oh, Jessic, she's not oh, attending. She? She's Sorry. not attending the party. Uh, she is the master of your dojo. She 
spoke oh. to you. She spoke to you guys about the about the party because she said, as you've received this invitation, it'd be good. Essentially, like it'd be good for the dojo's rep if you guys turned up gotcha. uh, and did whatever. You know, get there, find out who invited you, what they want, essentially, and just basically present the dojo in a in a pretty good light. Like I said, the dojo's already got a pretty good reputation in the community, but you know, she she runs it. She you know, things can always get better. Got ya. Okay. I'd misunderstood. I look down at or across at Davin on he's obviously sipping his whiskey on his little uh, bar stool, and I'm like, Davin, do you know? Why we are here. Hmm. I wish I could say I did, but I'm as clueless as you are. Maybe we can overhear who this is for, what these people are doing. Can I look around and see if there are any movers and shakers? Is there anyone who's sticking out from the crowd or, you know, drawing a lot of attention or, you know, looks like the big cheese? Sure. Metaphorically. You can both make me either perception, insight, investigation, any of those any of those three would be good. I'm happy if you want to roll separately or if you wanna if one of you wants to roll with advantage, I'm quite happy to do it either way. Jesus Christ. I got plus nine perception. Yeah you do. I'm gonna take that. I got a seventeen. Seventeen? I rolled terribly and still got an eighteen. <laughs> hey, welcome to welcome to level ten, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's almost like I made your characters specifically so that you'd be good at certain things. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mummy. Strange. Sometimes when I DM, my inner Baba Yaga comes out. <laughs> Oh, I love Baba Yaga. Yeah. Baba Yaga is so fucking crazy. I love dipping crusty bread in Baba Yaga. <laughs> cool. Samuel, you got a, you got an 18. Davin, you got a 17. You can see most of the people, like 95% of the people here, like I said, dress very well. You know, they all have those, uh, the like practiced smiles or the curtly smiles of people from the upper classes who, and like, not just upper classes, but people who kind of socialize for a living. You know, they they go to parties like this as, I wouldn't even say part of their job, but as as like, to make inroads with people. Uh, so they have very practiced expressions, very practiced smiles, and even the, even like the laughter that you hear throughout the room is quite performative, shall we say. You do see, I think someone you would recognize on an 18. You recognize the mayor, uh, Ilaria Brightborn, and her husband, Kerwin Brightborn. Uh, just, you know, arm in arm, just by like the corner of the room, just chatting to a couple of people. It, there's an election coming up. You would assume that she's here to, you know, kind of uh, rub shoulders with the other people in the political class. I look down or across. I need to stop being like, I'm automatically like being sizest. I, I look across at my companion, uh, Davin, and I say, So, I know politics is a bad topic, but who will you be voting for? Silverdor or Brightborn? 
essence, I am asking you, are you a fascist <laughs> or a liberal? <laughs> just, just like leaning over to your friend and being like, fascism? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just my, with my great perception, can I see any kind of like, you know, dodgy tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, instead of making that a roll, I'm gonna hand that one over to, I'm gonna hand that one over to Davin. Do you have any, do you have any visible tattoos or do you, do you make any, any, uh, any or do, tattoos? do you have any, yeah, do you have any, you know what I'm talking about. Do you have any obvious tattoos? You know the one I'm talking about. Or, you know, do you, do you, do you have those kinds of views that you did that you say to your companion? <laughs> Just, just pull my shirt open and just I'm covered in tattoos of every political party that's ever existed it's like a political prison break map <laughs> just all over your body <laughs> with my with my plus nine perception I'm looking around I can see all the other guests starting to side tie the gnome yeah <laughs> with the fascist tattoos yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt. It's Matt. It's 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 up to you if you if you if you would share that with if you would share your political views with with uh, Samuel or not. Whether you have those tattoos visible again is up to you. <laughs> um, I just look around at everything and I'm like, politics is for city people who have forgotten the real meaning of living. I think be good to your fellow gnome halfling. Elf, human, or furbog is the only politics I need. So not not a fascist. fascist. <laughs> to answer your question, <laughs> Davin, as you say that in your fucking smoldering, sexy voice, and do that kind of like do that kind of like sexy squint out into the crowd as you do like a thousand yard stare and take a little sip of Slowly your whiskey, your shirt back up. Yeah, as you, as, as, you know, the people, the, the, the women in the crowd and, you know, a couple of men that have fainted from seeing your bare chest. <laughs> you know, they, they're rushed to, rushed immediately for medical attention. Um, <laughs> as you take a, as you take a, a gnome, as you take a sip of your, as you, as you take a sip of your whiskey, so, just a figure stumbles into the bar and knocks into your elbow uh, for one thing ruining your smoldering look as you as you take a sip of your whiskey but also oh. uh, but also uh, kind of knocking the knocking the glass out of your hand he's a beautiful beautiful elven man most of the people here are elves and again elves are just kind of by nature very aryan aesthetic <laughs> Wow! So when when I become when I'm the DM, AJ becomes me uh, when, when he when he plays. Uh, that's what I've realized. That's what I've realized. AJ becomes the more political one, and I I like that. I like that about this dynamic. Yeah, they do. You know, they've got high cheekbones. A lot of them are blonde. I'm not necessarily saying that all of them are blue eyed, or that. Uh, a hundred percent of them have uh, crazy political views, but certainly in Galinor, <laughs> uh, the the political climate story is making me so nervous. Favors a <laughs> favors a elven first society, shall we say? 
and it's 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 something that has not necessarily been combated by the by the current mayor. So this elven man bumps into you, Davin, knocks your drink out of your hand. He looks. Can I use my uh, Can I use my reactions to try and catch his drink before it falls to the floor? Ooh. Um. Sure. Yeah. Um, make my me monkish a, reactions. Make okay. me a Make me a dexterity saving throw. I'll be nice. Dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oof. Nineteen. Nice. The the tiniest drop of whiskey hits the bar before you grab the glass. And this man, actually, both of you, both of you make again. I'll say either perception, insight, investigation, whichever one you want to do. Perception. Perception again. Twelve. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. I know what kind of shampoo he uses. Jesus. Um, You know where his mother was born. Out of his grandmother's vagina. (laughs) Shuffling notes in my head. Uh, Okay, cool. Davin, you can... I mean, it's easy to tell that this guy looks pretty drunk. He's kind of stumbling around a little bit. Uh, He's... Especially against the backdrop of people that, again, have very practiced expressions and are quite muted. This guy looks... You know, he could be literally like a couple of pints drunk and he would look like he was soused. This guy looks drunk. Samuel, what you see on a 23 Mm. is a guy who is putting on an act. He's... I knew it! He's pretending to be drunk. Now, the rest of the bar, it's like most of the other guests have kind of moved away from the bar and have congregated in like small groups around some, some kind of like tall tables. This guy is pretending to be drunk and he keeps very quickly, very furtively glancing around the room, just around the room, just in very particular spots every now and again, and just keeps like darting his eyes around as though he looks a little bit worried. May I, in one rapid motion, gut punch him to wind him and then subtly pull him onto a bar stool, looking like I'm just embracing him and pulling him in for a friendly drink. But in reality, I've literally just, like, punched the wind out of his diaphragm. I'll say, make a, just make an unarmed strike. If you're trying to actually hurt him, then you'll roll damage as well. But if you're not, then... No, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to disarm. I'm trying to neutralize him. Do you have stunning strike? Because <laughs> you can... Uh, sure do. Spend one key point to stun. I do... No, I don't think... Just having a look at all the things I can do. I think you should have it. Oh, I do. When you hit with a melee weapon attack, or no, no, I'm you t- can spend one key point to make the target stunned until the end of your next turn, which I presume would be six. I've got six key points to use. How long's a turn? Isn't it like six seconds? It's six seconds. I'd only stun him for six seconds. Yeah, you know, I just I just want to knock the wind out of him and bring him in for a friendly chat whilst making it look. Um, I don't want I don't want to make great like you know hullabaloo. I just want to almost pull him into an embrace, arm around the shoulder, give him a good uh, punch. So, whew, natural twenty for a twenty-seven. <laughs> you go full Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. You Kalimar his heart right out now. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reference. <laughs> Cover your heart! I just wanted to stun him! 
Looking down at his bleeding heart in the palm of you my just hand. you don't even you don't even like close your fist when you do it. You literally do it with like a hand like that. So you almost just do it with like your middle finger. You kind of just like straight in the straight in the solar plexus and he you don't even have to push him onto this onto this parcel he just drops back very slightly and just goes oh okay so i've got an arm around him and i look around just to make sure the other guests haven't you know like there's no ruckus or you know people aren't freaked i'd say make me a stealth check as well yes sir it's not a particularly high dc i'm so excited i'm pressing all the wrong buttons listeners uh, uh, love this level, whatever I am, eight, uh, 19. Cool. Yeah. Um, you listen, you don't even, you don't even look around. You just listen to the, the like low din of the like party noise and you can still hear, you don't even hear like a drop in the noise of people chattering away and laughing and stuff. And you, you're just like, we're good. No one's, no one's seen anything. This guy drops back onto, onto the chair and he goes, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please, please, let me, let me refresh your drink. Uh, oh, just give me, give me a second. Oh, at this point, the, the kind of, the facade has dropped. He's not, he's not pretending to be drunk anymore. And he's, he's talking a little bit, a little bit quietly. I mean, I guess you are kind of like right in front of him. So he's, he's just talking straight at you. He's still talking a little bit quietly so that he doesn't like, give it away to everybody else you would know as you as you look at his face and you see him a little bit more closely this is Rathaniel Silverdor oh bollocks fuck I've taken out the fucking right wing fascist candidate <laughs> Jesus <laughs> no, Christ this is, Rathaniel is the left wing guy oh sorry Ar- Ar- Laria, oh, okay. the current mayor oh, is the Jesus right is the quote unquote right wing one let's be very clear oh Sorry, so Elaria El- El- Brightborn is right wing. Yeah, it's so much worse, if anything. You, you, yes. Oh, I got it the other way round. Okay, okay. He says, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're, you're, um, you're the guys from the, you're the guys from the, from the dojo, right? We are. That's us. Who are you? You better start talking. I'm Rathaniel. Hi. Hi, hi. Uh, hi. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who uh, invited both of you. I, 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 I invited you here because I, I, I think I need protection. Going around at bars, bumping into people and spilling their drinks. I think you will need protection. Was well, I mean, I, I just needed a way to, to get a conversation with the two of you alone. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe you don't. I'm running against any kind of like gestures very quickly over to the other side of the room. It's I'm running against the incumbent mayor. Uh, I people don't like me very much. In well, I say people, the elves of Galanor certainly don't like me very much because of my radical political views. And the Sylvan Sons. Uh, have been sending death threats to me and my me and my wife, threatening our family. But I can't just drop out. You know, there's people. He kind of he doesn't he doesn't actually gesture at the two of you, but you can kind of tell what he's saying when he's when he says like the people of Galanor who aren't elves need someone that's gonna stand up for them or at least make it so that they're not being constantly shit on I'm gonna say to him if you needed our help why 
Did you not invite us somewhere less conspicuous? Well, honestly, I kind of I needed I needed people that would sh- that would show up almost. I don't want to make it sound more intimidating. I don't want to intimidate you more than you need to be, but I wanted you guys to be like a show of force. I wanted you guys to be like obvious security. I tightened my grip on his collarbone. I've still got oh, one oh, hand oh, on oh, his... Okay, okay, okay. I, 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 I. You do not intimidate me. The squirrel's giving him shit eye too. Pecan's just giving this guy panoramic shit eye. The squirrel has ran... Wait, so this squirrel, is it your familiar or is it like... Yeah. Is it just like a normal squirrel? Um, nothing magical about it. I rescued it um, from the forest. Uh, I found it and I raised it. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a squirrel. It just has strong sentimental value to me. It's not going to... Spoilers! It's not going to transform into like a you know golden dragon later or anything. It's just it's just a squirrel. It doesn't fire lasers from its eyes. The squirrel, while you have your hand just almost just kind of like keeping him in the chair, the squirrel has ran down onto your hand... Its mouth, it's, I can't describe this. Its mouth is covered in milk. It's like, it's like dripping down, it's dripping down its face. It's got its teeth bared. It, it can't, it can't actually talk, but it's kind of like, it's, it's just like baring its teeth and going, uh, Rathaniel, like it's trying to help you. I take a small napkin and just dab the milk mustache off Pecan, the squirrel, uh, all without taking um, eye contact of um, Rathaniel. So I look over at Davin and I say, does this align with your political views? I kind of soften my stance a bit and I'm, I'm like, yeah, let's hear what he has to say. Or having heard what he has to say, let's consider implementing his proposed course of action. Look, 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 I'll, I'll, look, I'll, if you can, if you can just keep an eye, you know, I need to, you know, I need to go talk to some people at this, at this fucking party. If you can just, you know, kind of circle the room, keep an eye on me, keep an eye on people, other people who are keeping an eye on me. If you can protect me tonight, if you can keep me alive, I'll, I'll pay you. If you die, will you pay us still? I've, I look I've, seriously at him. I, my wife knows what, what I'm doing tonight. If you, if you head over to, head over to the townhouse. It, it was a philosoph- it was a rhetorical question. I, look, my life, when people make as many death threats as, as they have against me, you're not super attached to living for a super long time, uh, despite being an elf. Yeah, if you can, if you can keep me alive tonight, I'll make sure you guys are paid. Hey, and he kind of does like a very like sarcastic face. He's like, "Hey, fucking if I if I manage to become mayor, you'll have a friend in the mayor's office." <laughs> You're not like other politicians. Well, like I said, they don't. The other politicians don't like me very much. Most other elves don't like me very much. I'm gonna look at him, and I'm gonna say, "How long do we have to keep you alive?" <laughs> Well, I, I mean, the party, the, the barge will get to the next stop downtown in a few hours time. Uh, if you can, if you can see, if you can see me safely to the, to the docks, then 
that'd be that'd be swell. Okay, but I have survived a lot of fights. Weird to just say that. And you do not look like a man who is prepared for a fight. I mean... Do you carry a weapon? Yeah, looking at this guy, you can see he's dressed... He's not dressed quite as smart as the rest of the people in the in the room. You know, he's still wearing a suit, but it looks... I wouldn't say shabby, but whereas other people look like very preening and shiny, he's wearing like just like a, a dark suit with a regular a regular old tie. You know, he, he he looks like if he took his if he took his blazer off, he could very much be mistaken for one of the catering staff. Jesus Christ, it's like the in betweeners. So you got a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I mean I've I've got I've got I've got some stuff on me uh, that I can use for a little bit of protection. If and when something happens, I've got stuff that I can use for... I do not mean condoms. <laughs> uh, funny guy. Listen to me. If you want to live, take this. I hand him one of my darts. And I've got ten darts, all of which are wickedly sharp. And I hand him one of them and I press it into his hand and I say... Conceal this on your body. He turns around at the bar so as not to show what he's doing as you do that. Clasps your hand over the dart, and as he turns slightly, he just, like, moves moves his hand down to his hip slightly, and you can see a dagger in a sheath that's already there. It's kind of like, I can't remember what the word for it is. It's like, it's like a holdout. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like one that, like if one that would get by security on the way in. So it's kind of like it's curved just slightly, so that it kind of it goes in with the with the curve of his body. But he's he's just like, don't worry about me. I've got you know, I've got I've got a couple of magical things as well. I've got a weapon. If something happens, I I'm not gonna you know, I'm relying on you guys for protection and to catch Thaumaturgy someone. will not save you. In a fight, making sparkles will not save your life. You see him with the with the practiced, almost, almost like the practiced expressions of someone who has had to hang out with a lot of political people. He just stretches out his hand in his, his robe slightly, and you see two rings on his right hand that just glitter slightly more than regular rings. And you also see his cloak has a like a similar a similar kind of shine to it as well. Swaggy. This guy's got some shit. He goes to stand up, like just pushing against your hand slightly, and he's he just says, "Are we good? Can I count on your Can I count on your help?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you think it's a good idea, I'm I'm okay with that. Well. The Ironheart Dojo does have a leaky roof. We could do with the repair money. I hate that roof. (laughs) I tire of practicing on a damp mat. You see, Rathaniel gets up and just kind of like adjusts his jacket a little bit. Kind of like does a, a little bit of a fake smile to you and you kind of wonder what he's what he's getting at and then he turns around with the fake smile still on t- 
to face the rest of the party and just walks out and just starts just starts talking to people. He will be dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Aye. I, I look at Davin and I say, shall we follow him or hang back? I'm going to take a bird's eye view. Can I stealthily but fluidly like this is like a boat right it has masts if you look at them if you look at the map okay i think the i think the the map doesn't have masts on this on this boat it is kind of like a barge with a a kind of like low roof low ceiling oh it does have like extra uh extra areas that go out at the side of the of the main the main deck the kind of main bit where you guys are is uh is where the bar is and then there's kind of like stairs that go up to where the captain who's like sailing it is okay kind of situated you can go if you go out if you're looking to go outside you can go out to one of the side areas and go from there i wouldn't say it'd be super weird if you went out there it's not like you know there's like party goers that are going out there for like a cigarette and stuff. It's not like anyone's going to stop you. But we're under we're under a roof, so I can't really get up. Right? Oh, are we? Okay, that's interesting. This bit is under a roof. The uh, the bits. Okay, so the map's finally loaded up. The side bits don't have a roof on them. They're just like gotcha. They're kind of out in the elements. How far away is the right wing candidate? Uh, Elaria. About 35, 40 feet away. 35, 40 feet. All right. Okay. And where's where's our problematic friend, Rathaniel, in comparison? So, uh, where you guys are at the minute, you see uh, where the wall is on the right hand side. About, you know, five feet out from that is the bar area. And he has just kind of like sauntered off towards the like middle, middle left of the boat as if he's like doing a diagonal away from. Okay. Away from Alaria. Gotcha. They're going in opposite directions. Ah, <sighs> bloody hell. All right. I look to Davin and I say, We should follow Rathaniel. Agreed. I am tired of practicing on a damp mat. <laughs> and this is our paycheck. Cool. Are you guys like quite obviously following him or are you like trying to maintain distance? Well, this is an elf-only gathering, and I'm a furbolg, and he's a gnome. We're about as subtle as a giraffe and a polar bears-only golf club. I wouldn't say it's elf-only. There are some people, I, you know. There's a couple of a couple of dwarfs. I think you can see a dragonborn here as well. Yes, but are they the waiters? No, a couple of the waiters are like dwarfs and uh, other races, but it's not like a hundred percent elf-only. So stealth is an option. Gotcha. I would allow you to make a stealth roll if you wanted to be, like, socially stealthy. Socially stealthy? With your arm on the bar, just pretending like you're not paying attention to him or something like that. Just slide along the bar, knocking drinks over, trying to look casual? <laughs> yeah. Roll for introvert? <laughs> <laughs> just pretending to do something else so you don't have to talk to people. <laughs> uh, I'd like to calmly walk towards Rathaniel. I want to stay within about 20 feet of him okay. at all times. Whilst I say to Davin, Pretend to talk to me. I have just said something very funny. 
ha. I've forgotten how to laugh. He's so intense. He never laughs. Try again. But this time, it was funnier. Ha ha. How was that? That, I mean, as much as it's, as much as it didn't sound great for normal people, for this political <laughs> class and the way that they have kind of muted expressions, kind of, kind of does what you wanted it to do. Can I see, is this the kind of party where there's people wandering around with trays of drinks and canapes, etc.? Yeah. Could I refresh my drink and get one for Davin just so I look like I'm playing the game? Yeah, sure. As they, um, they come around with, uh, I mean, there's, there's a, a waiter walking around with a tray of champagne, champagne flutes. You can grab a drink off of there. Fantastic. I uh, I get rid of the old drinks. I get some new ones. I hand one to Davin. Davin, can you see anyone who's casting eyes at Rathaniel? I look around. Admittedly, you are at groin height. <laughs> Everyone at this party. Can I see if anyone's since I am a groin height, can I see if anyone's carrying perhaps a weapon? Ooh. A, a, a large hidden package. The way that that sentence started, <laughs> I was not sure what we were going to get from you. Can I go around molesting the guests and then <laughs> running away before they know what's happened? Ew, Davin. Ew. <laughs> Oh. Just love the, the gnomes just going around frisking people's inner thigh subtly. <laughs> uh, I would say make me a perception check. Let's see. Okay. 22. 22's pretty good. Hmm. Nobody that you can see. I mean, yeah, certainly none of the other guests have weapons. You look over at the mayor and her husband. I mean, you would know that someone in here is, like, the mayor's security detail or something like that. You don't see a weapon on the mayor. Do you see a... just the slightest glint of a dagger on the mayor's husband? Probably similar to what... the one that Rathaniel snuck on board. Hmm. I look at Samuel, I'm like, five o'clock, the mayor's husband, hidden weapon... My five, or your five? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) My, your, turn right over there. (laughs) I look and I see, I see the glint of the dagger. I'm conflicted. Can I, please, because can I just cast an eye out the side of the boat and just see what the other traffic on the river presume we're on the river Ooh. or we're on the sea somewhere around there can I see what else is going on around us you're on the river you can see um, this body of water is quite is quite wide but you can you can kind of see the buildings to either side um, I would say as well can I see any snipers Actually, no, no roll necessary. Yeah, no roll necessary. You see a fucking sniper. <laughs> uh, no roll necessary. You do see, you do see a like a low bridge coming up. You know, it's still a good few hundred feet away. Before we get to the bridge, I would like to subtly walk past Rathaniel and just stand in front of him, facing away from him, facing towards the bridge. I'm, I'm doing this all subtly, like I'm just, you know, just taking a walk. 
when you say you want to stand in front of him, like how close to him do you want to be? I want to use my body as a as a as a as a shield, like to block line of sight to him from the outside of the boat. So I'm going to stand between me and any you know strong viewpoint off the bridge. Okay. I am like eight foot tall and about three foot wide. So do you want to be like right up against him? Yeah, but facing away. So you know we're like ass to ass. But it doesn't look like I'm trying to. I'm trying to do this on the. That was a really weird example to use, and I regret using those words now. Mm. But you get you get the idea. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to be close to him without looking like I'm with him. Cool. So as he converses with a group of people, you walk over and just stand behind him, facing the front of the facing the front of the boat, just with your arms crossed, just like. I'm no, not with my arms crossed looking like <laughs> the fucking rock, you dime bar. Just like casually sipping. I've got a tiny crystal flute held between my ginormous mossy fingers and I'm trying to just look cash. Okay, that's cool. I'll let you do that. Thank you. Whilst subtly talking into my sleeve like a member of... <laughs> <laughs> You give each other you give each other random code names that mean nothing to either of you and have never been used before and just whisper them across the room. The viper is in the nest. Bold eagle, come in. Bold eagle. <laughs> that'd be my that'd be that'd be my code name, probably. Um or Gizmo. Or the fix. Or extra spicy. I don't know. Kink shamer. <laughs> <laughs> Your call sign would be BDSM for sure. <laughs> if you were like in a Top Gun situation, you would just have BDSM stenciled on the side of your PVC helmet. I, I, I thought you meant in, some, <laughs> in a covert mission. I just have that stenciled on my fucking forehead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, this is this is no, no, no. This is why people use code names so that so that we never use our real names. But we also want them to be on display at all times. <laughs> Behind enemy lines, your plane has crashed and you're being interrogated. You're yeah. just sitting by the table, BDSM stenciled. When I'm board. behind enemy lines, extra covert, undercover at that fucking black light party, I have BDSM stenciled across my forehead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're a black light party. Right. So I'm, I'm blocking him. I look at Davin and I, I do like a sort of subtle point from Davin over towards um, Ilaria and Kerwin as though I'm like keep eyes on them so you're uh, Davin are you are you uh, keeping an eye on the mayor and the mayor's husband yeah I suppose I am I'm not feeling good about this situation cool groinal surveillance <laughs> Davin's superpower ugh that made me feel dirty in my soul. <laughs> so, Samuel, you feel like you've got you feel like you've got a good handle on this this kind of like low spot where if there is a if there is a sniper out there, um, you feel like you've you've you're kind of covered from this perspective. Uh, Davin, you keep an eye on the on the mayor and the mayor's husband. Both of you make me perception or investigation checks. Mm. Fuck me in the ass. Uh, eleven. Eleven and uh, Davin, what did you get? Fourteen. Ooh. Okay. You're both in your respective spots. 
Davin, as you said, you don't feel good about this situation. There's too many there's too many unknowns. The bridge, the there's too many there's too many areas that you can't really cover. Even though Samuel has even though Samuel has covered from the you know, from the perspective of the bridge, there is a there are kind of blind spots to not the right hand side where the bar is, but like on the left hand side there is kind of like a glass viewing screen that looks out across the the left side of the boat. As you get over probably probably about hundred, two hundred probably about hundred feet away from the bridge at this point, you can see a large cloud erupting. Just like just like spreading fog just erupting from the right side of the of the of the bridge. It's just casting itself out over over the buildings and over the river as people start to flock to the right side of the boat to look out over at what's going on. What's Rathaniel doing whilst that's happening? Most of the people have moved out there. He walks o- he walks over to the bar. I shadow him. Shadow him. Do you want to stay uh, do you want to keep the same kind of alignment so that you're covering him from the front? God, I hate this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to stay about five foot away from him. I'll also be propping up the bar, just twiddling an empty flute between my hands. You know, looking like I'm just at the bar, but I've got my head on a pivot. I'm looking for danger. Cool. Don't like this cloud. And I'm also very concerned about the burlesque dancers on the stage entertaining people. <laughs> Interesting. One of their choreography is bullshit, and I suspect that they're a plant. <laughs> <laughs> that dancer is too good to not be Juilliard trained. <laughs> it's just a load of really svelte tabaxi dancers, and then just one slightly podgy bloke in a lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the world. He's, he's the world's he's the world's greatest assassin, but he's the world's worst like um, dis- disguise. Yeah, he's the world's worst disguiser. So he could he can't blend in for shit. But once he gets you, he's done. When he gets you, he won't need to. Uh, God, this is giving me anxiety. All right, yeah. What what are you doing, Davin? It happens. It happens very. Oh, Davin, are you are you still keeping an eye on the mayor and the mayor's Don't husband? Don't start a sentence like it happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving you. I'm giving you some some agency. <laughs> you're giving me anxiety, is what you're Knowing giving that me. Knowing something is about to happen, I react to it before it happens. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Knowing that something happens, I reach into my backpack and I pull out the um, foldable boat, and it has three keywords. Criminal, I can criminal, deploy it. criminal, metagaming, metagaming. <laughs> I, I can deploy it as a ten foot or a twenty four foot. Large boat. So I say the key word, Geronimo. That doesn't happen. You, do, you don't hear the narrator's voice in your head stumble as he makes sure that both char- characters have something to do. I want to deploy my boat. Fucker. It happens. <laughs> it, it happens too quickly no. for you to react. I did give you perception checks, which were contested. Don't mind this. It happens too quickly for you to react. As people make their way over to the right side of the boat, you... Did you check Pecan's perception? <laughs> I mean, does Pecan have his or her head on a swivel? You can, I, I'll, I'll allow you a Pecan perception check. Pecan is part of this fucking team. 
I'll allow you a perception check. <sighs> Only because you would do this to me. <laughs> I'll allow you a perception check. <laughs> uh, all right, listeners, I am now Googling Squirrel D&D 5E. Perception. Squirrel 5th edition stats. Squirrels are very Squirrel has... Oh, cookie policies. Fuck off. This is why you get behind the paywall, folks. <laughs> uh, perception plus five for a squirrel. Okay, so they're going to roll a pure 20. You stupid, dumbass fucking squirrel. Uh, Pecan got 10. <laughs> I was really confused why I saw a five on D&D Beyond, and I was like, oh, okay, it was a custom roll. Got a 10. I, I looked down, and Pecan's just been sipping champagne. Pecan's a little bit tipsy. So... What happens, happens. Fucking rescue squirrel. (laughs) It happens too quickly. Oh, no. People migrate over to the right side of the boat to look at what's going on. Samuel, you and and Rathaniel make your way over to the bar. Just out of the corner of your eye, before you hear it, you see it. Just a quick glint of light on the left-hand side of the boat from one of the buildings and a huge crack noise goes through the goes through the glass you hear the cracking sound and then you hear and you look over at Rathaniel as he gets hit no hang on can I use deflect missiles it's a reaction he can't you certainly can't if you if you got a slightly higher if you got a slightly higher perception check I would have given you it okay I, and I respect you for that. I don't like you, but I respect you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to like you, DM. Before I roll a goofy amount of damage, we're going to go to break. Ha-ha! <laughs> I'm going to spend the next ten minutes wiping bits of skull and brain matter off the side of my face. Excellent. <laughs> Just pick a bit of skull out of my champagne before I continue drinking it. Yeah, I like that. I made you anxious. That that really does that really does stay up there in in nice moments. I've got hives. I'm going to get some pH neutral uh, cream. Right, I'll be right back. This has been a delight. See you soon, Dungeon Daddy. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What's up, adventurers? I'm Chris, aka Tatty Bojangles, aka everybody's favourite sad boy gnome. I'm here to talk to you about fan roll dice. Look, we all love dice. They're the little knickknacks that make the clickety clacks and help us do a whole bunch of maths. That's why we've teamed up with Fan Roll Dice to offer our listeners 10% off when you use the code Adventurer10. With everything from resin to sharp edge silicone, mini little babies to chunky beefy boys. And beautiful liquid core and gemstone dice, Fanroll Dice has you covered. So head on over to fanrolldice.com and use code ADVENTURER10 to get 10% off. Now, back to the action. Hello. It's so weird being on the other side of the DM screen, because I cannot protect that. You'll just think of a more devious way to have him done over. And well done, you, for making that deeply anxiety-ridden. That's kind of how the the idea for this one-shot started, was the idea of having an assassination attempt uh, and seeing what would happen. 
Love it. If you manage to foil it or not, if you manage to catch the guy, who knows? Rathaniel is Whitney Houston, and I'm Kevin Costner. And that's how this was supposed to play out. Yeah, if old Kevin Costner did, it was sit at the bar with him. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) That's how Bodyguard plays out, right? He just goes to the bar and gets a drink. So, yeah. Uh, yes, the the bodyguard with Kevin Costner, not the bodyguard with uh, Rob Madden, uh, not not the BBC drama, <laughs> the slightly more politically charged one. Yeah, uh, that makes. I sense. mean, they were both good in their own way. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it very much. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to roll a goofy amount of damage, oh, and we'll see. I love I love using the word goofy. I swear to God, if you'd just taken that f- fucking dart off me, I'm going to roll it on D and D Beyond so, so, so that you can so that you can both see the damage that comes through for Rathaniel. Just to torture us? <sighs> no, really. Just to be above board. That's the first part of it. The second part. He didn't roll too good. Sixteen plus thirty-four. Okay. So that's... Only 50 damage. 50 damage. Rathaniel, sitting pretty on 45 hit points, goes down. Oh, no. To be clear... Describe the wound. Yeah. Here's what happens. You see the glint off in the distance. You hear the... As it goes through the... As it goes through the window. And you hear the... As it just hits Rathaniel... In like just between his shoulder and his neck, he do, he like he barely moves as it hits him. He just like slumps onto the bar, unconscious. As the bullet carries on through him and goes, bing, 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 bing. Oh god! Smashes a bunch of bottles. I'm gonna say because we are, even though you, you know you can't you can't see where the bullet came from. I'm gonna say roll initiative because Rathaniel's going to be making death saves. Why? He's still got 45 health points, hasn't he? No, no, no. He started with 45 health points. Oh, way to bury the lead, Chris. With 50 damage, he goes down. He's not even fallen over at this point. He's just slumped on the bar. Unbelievable. You you didn't you didn't sell that with enough. I thought you were saying he still had 45 left and I was like, "Oh, this is great." No, no, no. I I said he was sitting pretty on 45 out of 45 health points. Roll some initiative. Cool. Initiatives. What did we all get? What was that? 15, did you say? 15? Cool. 15. Uh, I'm I'm still distracted. I, I got an 11. Not not fantastic from the Furbolg. An 11. Okay. Yeah. Rathaniel rolled a 19 for his initiative. I'm telling you that so that you could so that you know where in the order he's going to be rolling death saves. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. Here's what happens. We skip to Rathaniel. He's going to roll a death save and throw. I'll do it on D&D Beyond so that you can see. I'll just roll a d20. That's an 8. That is a failure. <sighs> I knew he was weak. <laughs> we move down in the initiative to Davin. At a glance, do I have any way to identify our 
the direction of our unseen assailant. <sighs> Make me a perception check. Or investigation. Whichever whichever you prefer. AJ never gives me a choice. <laughs> I'll give you history as well if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why don't, you, why, why don't you make an animal handling check while you're there? <laughs> make me a performance check. <laughs> oh. Okay, everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. Uh, I got a 10. <laughs> okay. You very quickly... You very quick. You, I'd say... On no perception check necessary, you know where the bullet came from, and you can see that you can see that Rathaniel's gone down. What you do just about get on a ten after the shot was fired, and after Rathaniel keeled over on the bar, what you also heard was a <laughs> thump on the roof of the barge. Oh, dear God. So. This is the Labour candidate, right? Mm-hmm. This is the Labour candidate. We got the Lib Dems. We got the the <laughs> National Party. I mean, we only had a couple of hours, so I only went with two, I only went with two political parties. I tried to make it as simple as possible. Rathaniel is the left wing guy. So the I'm I'm assuming the bullet came horizontally, like they didn't shoot through the roof. No, we saw it went through the glass, didn't we? When the, yeah, you can see, you can you can glass. see you can see where there's a a huge a hole in the glass and the cracks like spreading out from it. This is the longest six seconds that has ever happened in gameplay. As the gnome looks at the hole in our in his chest, looks back at the hole in the window. I'm paralyzed by the by the shock. Can I find an area of dim light, which I'm assuming I can do because it's nighttime? And turn into a bat. Love that. You certainly can. I gave you the perception check for free, like an object interaction. That's fine. You turn into a bat, you can do that basically in like any of the like outer areas of that like main compartment of the boat, if that makes sense. So if you want to run over to one of those and turn into a bat, that's absolutely fine. Is it a bonus action? Yeah. It's just, okay, that's an action. Actually, no. Can I wreck on that? I won't turn into a bat. Yeah. I will merely use the cloak's flying ability, uh, like Batman, but not legally like Batman, to just fly towards wherever the bullet came from at 40 feet. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right now that where the bullet came from, the, <laughs> the landscape on the left side of the boat, which is like where the window is, is water for like a good 300 400 feet and then like the shore buildings behind that like a row of buildings behind that so if you want to if you want to go out there if you want to go out there and start heading over to those buildings it'll take some time time. i mean you do have you do have pretty good movement speed actually no if you're flying you don't get your i don't think you get your i don't think you get your 10 turns i'd I'd let you use your step of the wind but uh, you don't get your usual monk movement speed, I'm afraid. You did hear that thump on the top of the, on the like the roof of the boat, though. Like after the. Sh- yeah, I think I start flying towards the source. Realize it's a long way away, and having heard the thump, turn around to see what's on the roof. You see uh, a 
tall, elven man, long black hair. I'm basically just describing Elrond at this point. Long black hair in like a in like a um, ponytail, wearing leather armor and stowing a huge rifle on his back and pulling out a revolver. And, and where is he, sorry? He's on the roof, so he's above you. How can we see him if he's on the roof? Well, Davin flew outside. Oh! Apologies, apologies. I was so busy looking through all of my wonderful abilities and inventories to try and find a way out of this majestic clusterfuck that I forgot that the bat flew outside. Excellent. Davin, you used your... I, I, was it, it wasn't an action or a bonus action to, to cast fly. It's just movement, I think. Okay. You just grab the ends of the cloak. Cool. Ends of the cloak and fly. So that means I can use an action. Has he seen me? You can make a stealth check. Let's make a stealth check, which I'll definitely... I've got advantage and plus 13. So that's 17 and natural 20. 33. 33? Christ nipples. <laughs> you stealth into our second campaign. <laughs> <laughs> that we haven't even, we haven't even, that we haven't even talked about yet. You're in, you're, this is who you're playing now. You're playing sexy Batman. But not for copyright reasons. Cause I don't need Bob Kane coming after my ass. <laughs> He may also be dead. <laughs> the estate of Orkney. Then you definitely don't want him coming after you. Okay, yeah, you're out. I'd say that if you're if if you got a nat twenty stealth, I'd say that you're basically <laughs> you've flown out the left side of the the left side of the boat. You've turned around to come back, but you're like you're hiding under the under like the the roof mm. so kind of like kind of like people that look out the window can just see you like holding on and wonder like what's going on so you still have it's Batman I believe hiding was your bonus action yeah so I'm gonna use my action to make an attack cool how are you gonna how are you gonna attack him he's gonna transform from a bat just above him and land with the full gnomish weight <laughs> Just, just gravity. I'm gonna throw my dagger of venom. Cool. So I think technically the same as a normal dagger because I haven't prepared it. You haven't done the like poison thing on it. But okay. Yeah. Make me an attack roll with advantage. Uh, so it's twenty six. That hits. Yeah. Roll me your damage with sneak attack damage. So that's. Five damage plus seven sneak attack damage. Five plus seven, did you say? Yeah. Cool. Or as we in the industry know it, twelve. Twelve. That's for for shorthand. Mm. Yeah. So the the sword, the dagger comes right back to me because I've got the belt of blink back. Thank you, critical roll. The chair, appreciate. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then I guess just to do it, um, if I can get to him with my remaining movement speed. What's your... I'm going to... What's your... What's your... It's 40 feet. Uh, oh, yeah, you're fine. I forgot. I, for some reason, forgot you're a monk. You can get there. I'm going to, in proper Batman style, I'm going to fly in feet first 
<laughs> uh, make two unarmed strikes with a flurry of blows. I think I think flurry of blows is your bonus action, and you used yours to hide. As a bonus action. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You do have one more attack as part of your attack action, though. So I would let you do like an unarmed strike anyway, just but just one. Do I? Yeah, because I think, I mean, you're a level. Are you a level six monk? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you. Are, I'm pretty sure you have extra attack. Where does it say that? I'm pretty sure it's. Let me just hold, please. Extra attack. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, thanks, DM. AJ never gives me advice. I got you back. I'll throw my... <laughs> Ow! Oh, God. I can hear Belfiar's <laughs> internal organs shutting down. <laughs> I think he's got kidney stones. Kidney stones! <laughs> you can't do that. He's not in this <laughs> So you can, you can, if you wanted to, if you wanted to just throw another dagger, you could do that. Although, you wouldn't get sneak attack on it. Or you could go up and do an unarmed strike. It's up to you. Can I cast web from my spider stuff? I think you'd need your whole action to do that. I think with extra attack, it has to be another weapon attack. I don't think you can do... It's another attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not in it. Yeah, okay. I'll throw my dagger again. That's uh, 39 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And then seven damage. Okay. I've woken up now. I've figured out this guy's character abilities. He's going to use a reaction to use Uncanny Dodge, and he's going to uh, split that seven damage in half. So you will only take... I'll be nice. He'll take four damage. Boo. All right. Moving down the initiative. Who do we have? We have Samuel. Excellent. I am standing next to Rathaniel who is bleeding out of his collarbone, going a funny pale shade, as I'm going to reach down, rip the cork off a uh, potion of greater healing, and I'm going to chug it down his gullet for an action. Cool. Do you want to roll the hit points that he gets back? I do. Uh, He gets back 4d4 plus 4. So I will roll that. Hold on. Ooh, not bad. Uh, 12 plus 4 is 16, so he gets 16 health points back. 16 health points. He is, from where the bullet hit him, he was keeled over the bar, and he just goes, <gasps> Whoa, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Whoa, what are we doing? Whoa, where are we going? What, whose blood is that? Oh, no, it's my blood. Oh, I was right. I, I, I <laughs> hate it when I'm right. And then he just kind of like leans against the bar. Uh, for a bonus action at your discretion, please may I snatch up a bottle of alcohol off the bar top, <laughs> liberally spray, just pour a load of it over his wound to cauterize it, and then push the bottle into his hand and say, Drink this. It will help with the pain. You certainly can. Uh, you grab one of the... You grab one of the, the bottles of liquor that one of the bartenders has just left on the bar as they've screamed and ran away and you uh, put it into the hands of Rathaniel and he's just yeah he's just like what are we doing whose blood is that is that booze okay and then just pours pours a bit more on there and then drinks a bit more nice 
Cool. That's your action and uh, your bonus action. Then, are, are you? Can can I talk to him, or is that also considered a? Can he, I can I, I tell him to take cover behind the bar? Yeah. And just say, get behind the bar. Stay down. I will deal with this. I'm gonna say it doesn't even require an action on his turn. He's just gonna like very slowly because he's still clutching the wound. Very slowly, like props himself up on the bar and just rolls behind it and then you just see a hand go up to grab another bottle of booze as he's just like behind the bar with two bottles <laughs> like <laughs> yeah I, I've used up my action and my bonus action I could use key points to do other things but I'm curious to see how this plays out so I presume his turn is after my turn so this will be him getting behind the bar will happen after yeah after things so he's going to get behind the bar in in the meantime i'm i can jump as part of my movement uh, i've also got a ring of jumping i'm just going to leap over the bar and be behind the bar with him yeah you're just behind the bar like so he can walk the long way around on his turn i'm, I'm going to be at the bar looking around yeah leaving my gnome companion to you know fight off the assassin on the roof of this boat i'd say you can probably hear like a grunt or two of pain from the roof from where the daggers hit the assassin. Yeah, no roll necessary. Sounds like they are having all of the fun. <laughs> Sounds like a party. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Moving along in initiative, we go back to the assassin's turn. Now, he is going to... Noticing that he's being attacked by someone, uh, he is <laughs> looking down at the dagger sticking out of his chest. Yeah, looking looking down at the at the daggers that that flew into his shoulder and his chest, and then disappeared mysteriously and flew back to the the guy who threw them. He's like he's like hmm, possible issue. Might have to deal with this. Uh, he takes his uh, pepper box, which is a revolver. Um, again, thank you, critical role. Uh, and is going to... Hmm... I gotta look at this guy's abilities. Okay, okay. Alright, I know what I'm doing. He's gonna use a bonus action to use steady aim to give himself advantage. And then he's gonna roll with advantage. Uh, I'll roll this on D&D Beyond so you can see. Okay, that's a, that's a nat 20. This is this is going to be. I, I catch the bullet. Do you have deflect missiles? I have deflect missiles. <gasps> I catch the bullet. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, so cool, listeners. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it works based on the amount of damage it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. So yes. I think you can reduce it. So I can reduce. I think it. you can reduce it by. Is it like one d ten plus your monk? One d ten plus eleven. Okay. So you roll for damage. Yeah, I'll roll. I'll roll damage for you, uh, and then you can fourteen plus thirty three damage. So that's forty forty seven damage. What? Why does he get sneak attack? Because he's a rogue, and because he used steady aim to give himself advantage. Goddamn rogues! I know how to play rogues, baby. Oh, goddamn rogues! Oh, why did we pick a DM who actually knows the rules? It's ridiculous. <laughs> so 
It's reduced by 14. Minus 14, so 33. You take 33 points of damage. So the way that plays out in my mind, he pulls out a revolver, fires it. Um, Davin just puts his hand up and the bullet flies straight through his hand, blowing a hole in his chest. <laughs> Davin's just looking at the assassin through a hole. <laughs> yeah, it flies, th- it flies through like two, two of your fingers, flies through two of your fingers and into your shoulder. And you're like, ah, God, okay, 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 that didn't work. Okay, okay. My shoulder is slightly less damaged. Uh, cool that's his turn (laughs) back to Rathaniel's turn he's behind the bar he's got a bottle of liquor in each hand he is going to god he's got quite a lot of spells but nothing super useful right now you're behind the bar with him aren't you Yeah. he's going to say would you like to be invisible (laughs) I look at him and in the paced, stoic way that my character does, I say, I believe that would give us a tactical advantage. He very gently puts the two bottles of liquor down and puts a hand on your shoulder as he puts a hand on his own shoulder. Wait, other other way. So that he can put his hand on his shoulder that's hurting. And he just mutters some words in Elvish, just like... <laughs> Look, look, if I'm going to DM for you, I'm going to A, make it a very elf central story, and then B, I'm going to make sure to spend at least a little bit of time dunking all over elves. Are you proud, Rada? Are you proud? (laughs) And he uh, turns you invisible. I I think that only breaks when you attack or cast a spell okay yeah and then uh as a bonus action he goes back to drinking probably okay you see that basically everyone who ran to the right hand side of the ship uh when the fog cloud was going has now realized what has happened and are now doing that really awkward thing where you've realized that something very scary has happened but you're also in the unless you want to jump in the water you're kind of in the best place so everyone's just kind of like screaming but milling about a little bit on the right-hand side, like the outside bit of the boat. A couple of people have jumped in the water and just started swimming, but nobody else has got that far yet. Davin, that's your turn. What would you like to do? Not die. Solid plan. Can I drink my potion of healing? Sure. That'll be your, that'll be your bonus action, I think. Yeah, 44 plus 4. So that's uh, 15 points. I'll take it back. Nice. I am going to just stab him twice. Are you staying Are you staying at range or are you going to run up to him? I guess I've already landed at this point because you have to be holding the cloak to use it. Mm. And if I've let go to attack him, I've probably dropped onto the roof now. Yeah. But since he's a ranged boyo, I'm going to get in close. Boyo! Yeah. Cool. Love that. Uh, you run up to him and take out your take out your dagger or daggers. Roll me a couple of attacks. That's uh, 22 and 16 to hit. Cool. The 22 hits, the 16 doesn't. Okay. 
So that's just eight damage. Cool. He will use Uncanny Dodge again to half that to four damage. Oh. Ooh, you think I'm going to give you 10th level characters and, and not, not play to win? I'm fucking... I'm, I'm here. Oh. Cool. That's your action, bonus action, and movement. I think that's I think that's your turn. Yeah. We move down to Samuel. You are currently invisible behind the bar. Amazing. Samuel's going to look over at uh, Rathaniel and say, Stay here. Keep your head down. And then I'm going to use my Cape of Mountback and I'm going to Dimension Door uh, from behind the bar onto the roof. I can hear the ruckus going on on the roof so I can picture it. I, I can... I can't pick an exact spot on the roof, but I can certainly... It's familiar enough, and it's close enough that, yeah. I think that will that will still break your invisibility, though. Just as mm. a... Just Probably. as a... Yeah. Well, I appear in a massive cloud of smoke, so and I disappear in a massive cloud of smoke, so... It's very dramatic. It's like swirling, swirling smoke around you before yeah. you disappear, and then when you reappear, it comes back again. I will say that you appear on the other side of the assassin behind him. How far? You are, I will say, about ten feet away from him. So I'm going to close range with him from behind, and can I do flurry of blows uh, from behind if I spend a key point? Have a look at the wording of it, because I have a feeling that you can only use it if you use an attack with your action. Immediately after you take an action. Okay, I see what you've done. Then I'm going to just take an unarmed strike as a bonus action you can do that you can do that that's a good point yeah uh, so I'm going to walk up behind him and I'm going to punch him in the throat from behind love that so I got plus 7 for that ah oh, you dildo 13 as I appear in a wreath of smoke you see Davin behind him I step out and I just swing my fist where I believe his neck to be in uh, I don't think I get. A, it would be a surprise to him. I don't know what I get for that, if anything. It, because you you weren't you weren't necessarily being stealthy when you did it, and because the Dimension Door does produce some kind of visual effect, even though even though you were behind uh, you were behind him, there's probably a little bit of noise when you step out onto the roof. <laughs> it's like a pen and teller magic trick. White white tigers just dance around. It is a cape, so... <laughs> it is a cape. All right, okay, so I get 13 for trying to punch him in the throat. That does not hit. You have closed distance with him, which is valuable for reasons that only Matt will know. Cool. We will move back to the assassin. Can I just say the assassin smells really nice? I'm close to him and I can tell that he shampoos and conditions. Of course he does. He's an elf. <laughs> So fucking the, the savior complex of elves is ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> Truly, you never see an elf with bad skin. You never see an elf with like greasy skin, do you? <laughs> it's like moisturizer. You see that pouch that you thought was full of caltrops? That's not. It's probably full of really healthy flax seeds and nuts. His cape is made of kale, just in case he gets snacky. He's gonna he's gonna do the same thing again, but being surprised by your attack, Samuel, he's gonna turn around 
he's going to use steady aim to give himself advantage. He does have a feat that means that he can still use his gun when he's within five feet and it doesn't give him disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So he's going to roll with advantage on you. I'll use D&D Beyond again. I'll not use my dice. My dice are rolling very hot. <laughs> that is a dirty 20 to hit. Hit. Yes. I would like to use deflect missiles as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll roll damage for you and then you can you can tell me how much you reduce it by. That's 11 plus 12, so 23 damage. Oh, motherfucker. I reduce it by 15. Oh, nice. You take eight damage then. So as he pulls the gun out, I slap his palm so the chamber moves slightly to the right. So he shoots me in the shoulder, I presume, rather than in the middle of my forehead, which (laughs) he was aiming for. (laughs) Still pretty bad, but it's, yeah, nicely done. Got it. Seven points taken. All right. I can only do one reaction a turn, can't I? Yeah, so it refreshes refreshes, uh, on your turn. So when it comes back to you, then you'll get your reaction back. By the way, the DM is asking the other player with the, the rules of Dungeons and Dragons, but let's not, you know, let's just uh, let's brush that brush that under the carpet, Matt. <laughs> okay, back to Davin. What are you doing? You are you are standing in front of the assassin who has turned around to shoot Samuel. So I can probably use sneak attack again now. You sure can. I don't think you get advantage unless you use that bonus action thing that gives you advantage. But if you hit, you will get sneak attack. Blow his fucking pointy ear off. Let's do the regular attack. Or the sneak attack. Natural natural one, plus ten, (laughs) eleven. That one's not going to hit, I'm afraid. You you still have a second attack, though. (laughs) You punch yourself in the face. <laughs> if your fist your fist misfires and you punch yourself in the face. Twenty-eight to hit. That's twenty-eight to Twenty-eight hit. to hit with your dagger. Wait, is that a natural twenty? No, eighteen. Oh, okay. Um yeah. Twenty-eight hits. So give me the damage with sneak attack. That's a perfect twelve for the base damage. Plus ten for sneak attack. So it's twenty-two damage total. He will use uncanny dodge to reduce that to 11 damage he is looking pretty damn hurt and you still have a bonus action which means that you still have monk shit you can do i can do monk shit monk shit baby let's see it burn those key points i should web him so he's less annoying but i can't do that (laughs) so he's less annoying yeah you can't use web because you've used two attacks, but you do have stunning strike you can use. And I think that works with melee weapon attacks as well as unarmed strikes. So I would allow you to use... Yeah, you're right. And I did hit, so I can... You can use stunning strike on that one. What's? Uh, I think he has to make a constitution saving throw. 15. 15. He gets a plus one to his constitution. He is not hardy. He gets a four. So he he is... He's stunned until... Is it until the end of your next turn? End of my next turn. So... Wow. And you still have your bonus action. Yeah. Spend the key point for stunning strike, and if you use your bonus action to do an attack or flurry of blows, 
it'll be at advantage. Oh yeah. And then I can use sneak attack again. No, because you can only you can only get sneak attack once a turn. I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't think it's a sneak. By the time you punched him in the face, I think he knows you're coming. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'll do flurry of blows. So I'll spend another key point. Spend those key points, baby. Um, they only come right once. That's a fourteen to hit. That is that an advantage. Uh, oh no, no, it's an advantage. That's uh, 11 to hit with advantage. Well, the first one does not hit, I'm afraid. Yeah? The second one? Yeah, I mean, it was so you got 11 and 14. for the, Those were your two rolls for the first attack. Yeah. Because Flurry of Blows gives you two, right? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Okay, so there's still a chance to win on... Roll one more with advantage. 15... 16. So 16 is the best out of four rolls. He has an armor class of 17. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> I was so, I was so convinced that that was going to be it. That that was just going to he was just going to he was just going to die with like a punch to the face. We don't all get what we want. This is just Neo versus Agent Smith like he's Stop just trying to hit me and hit me. On my- <laughs> although, although he is stunned, so it's more like. <laughs> I'm just missing. You're missing. I'm just missing. He's just standing there. And You're I'm missing just a guy who can't it. move. <laughs> cool. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put you out of your misery and say that that's the end of your turn. You're done. Just take a breather. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Samuel, that's your turn. Amazing. Uh, he's facing me, isn't he? Yes. He was facing away from that. I'm missing that a stunned man. You're missing a stunned man facing away from you. You are. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, you are also a gnome, so you've been swinging for his ass cheeks and missing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's probably it. Just like a really angry toddler at the end of a family reunion. Come here. About eight p.m. You just it's just swinging. Bring your face down here so I can hit you. <laughs> So he's slightly stunned and distracted by what's going on from behind him as with lightning quick reactions I just punch him as hard as I can in his Adam's apple with an unarmed strike. Cool. Make me an attack. 17. At advantage. 17 hits. Oh, at advantage. See if you get in that 20. Uh, 17 and a 16, so 17. Okay. Roll me damage for that. (laughs) Four. Not great. Cool. I think you have a second attack as your action. I do. Can I use Flurry of Blows? So what will happen is, as your action, you get two attacks, and then as your bonus action, you can use Flurry of Blows to give yourself another two attacks. Oh, okay, so I get another attack. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So is my fir- so my second attack as part of my action... Oh, you absolute cunt. Uh, natural one, so for an eight. You still uh, get advantage. I miss... Still- you still get advantage because oh, he's, he's still stunned. Oh, I love it. You're the most honest DM in the world. Listeners, I hope you're appreciating I this. I'm, I I'm not am. as nice as Chris am. is. <laughs> so 13, I still miss. 13's going to miss. I guess he hobbles backwards as I punch him in the throat. And now I'm going to use Flurry of Blows. Cool. Which gets me two attacks, yes? I'm going to burn a key point. So I'm down to five key points. And I now... Is that four attacks then? Because I get two times two. Uh, no, so you just two. so you so you did two attacks for your action, and then you get you, because yes. you spent the key point, you get two as your bonus action. 
Oh, okay, so just two. Okay, okay, okay. I, w- I was pushing my luck there. You get advantage on both of them. You get advantage on both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. So as he staggers backwards, holding his throat, uh, I'm going to try and punch his nose back into his face with my large furball fist. Uh, once again, a 16. Uh, for the first was, but with advantage. Another fucking natural one for an eight. Uh, I'm just swinging and sliding around all over the place. Guys, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to make sure you hit. And this is, this is. So that, that was with, that was the first one. And then for the second one. Yeah. With advantage. Oh, finally. 19. I've just rolled. Thank God. Right. Three natural ones. I'm not being funny. I've rolled three (laughs) runs. Right. I got a 19. Is that three natural ones in in one turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Swinging around, I'm doing a rope a dope, and he's dodging and weaving, and then I just I take my palm <laughs> of my hand and I just crunch his nose right back up into his beautiful elfin face. Give me some damage, and that is seven points of damage. He is he can't move because he's stunned, <laughs> but he looks is like his eyes like roll back in his head a little bit as you like palm heal his nose he now looks like Voldemort it's, it's gone back into his face but you just see blood gushing out of his nose Ugh. It's okay so that's your turn his turn he spends being stunned so he can't do anything I like the idea that he can't talk properly now and he's just like because <laughs> he's so congested with blood <laughs> I swear to God, if this guy's just the Labour candidate who's <laughs> turned up to canvas, we've just kicked three shades of shit out of him. Yeah, the Labour candidate who turned up with a sniper rifle and a revolver. <laughs> we've, we've seen weirder shit happen. Have we not, Catman Jones? Have we not? Devon, that's, that's, that's back to you. This guy is looking... I mean, you can't see his face because he's turned around and paralysed, so he can't even turn back around to you. Too much Botox. He looks bad. He doesn't look good. Okay, let's see if we can... I'm loving this. We've got... If you use Flurry of Blows, you've got four attacks, and all of them are with advantage. So I'll use um, Dagger again. So that's 11 that doesn't hit. That's 29 that does hit. 29 hits. 29! I rolled three natural ones in a single turn, and you just fucking rock up and roll 29. On your first... Get all the numbers. Fucking gnomes. So that's... Nine damage, plus the sneak attack again. So that's 14 total damage. Cool. What I might do, just to be funny, is get you to roll all the attacks, and then we'll add all the damage dice together. I love the way I'm... If you want to get real crunchy with it, if you want to roll a bunch of dice at once and see how much damage you can do. I I love what's fucking happening here, listeners. (laughs) Like... The, the fucking ginormous furbolg is smashing him in the face repeatedly, keeping him compliant, going, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, just punching him in the face, as the little gnome behind him is just repeatedly shiving him in the ass. <laughs> shiving him in the backside. Um, so roll your roll your other three attacks <laughs> with advantage. I'll, I'll do stunning strike again. I fucking love this. Okay. He's paralysed. He can't even move. To see if I can, he gets a fifteen. So he's got he, some get, he gets a fifteen. Bang on. Okay, you can do it. You can do okay. it again with your next attack. So it only costs a key point. 
<laughs> nah, it's okay. I'll, I'll just punch him. He he he's aware he's being shivved in the ass. But he's paralyzed. So all you can see is eyes going sideways, trying to look behind. <laughs> <laughs> to, to tell what the stabbing pain in his ass is. <laughs> I fucking love this. Oh, I've not had this much fun in ages. Thank you. Okay. I've got one hit on the flurry of blows, and that's a seven. So, wait, did you... So that was your that was your flurry of blows. Was that with... Yeah. Was that with advantage on both of those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This gets better. Seven damage plus what was it? Fourteen damage. Did you roll your second attack with your dagger? Yeah. No, I missed on my first one. <laughs> but you have advantage. I thought it was it was it thirteen at advantage and then twenty nine at advantage, or was it like thirteen and twenty nine that you got for your first attack? Uh... I'm just trying to give you a bunch of damage. Stay at school, kids. Just because it's really fun for me. Well, I guess potentially... Oh, yeah, I only rolled Dagger of Venom once. So I guess I'll roll that again with advantage. Yeah. So that's 19, and then that's 11 for the second strike. 14 plus 11 plus 7, was it? So 14 plus 18, so 32 damage. Sitting pretty on 9 health points... This guy goes down and and still being stunned until the end of Davin's turn. He goes down like a ton of bricks. <laughs> Davin, how do you want to do this? His his ass cheeks collapse under the <laughs> flurry of unarmed strikes and repeated chivings like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy had implants in his ass and now he definitely doesn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just silicon everywhere. He he spins around dramatically from the escaping escaping air. When as he falls to the ground, coughing up blood dramatically, can I shake him and say, "Who sent you? <laughs> Who are you working for?" Well, he's not stunned anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, technically, he would be unconscious, but I'll say he's still awake. Make me an intimidation check with advantage. Seven. Oh, there we go. 17. Yeah. Coughing up blood. Blood coming out of his nose. His throat still hurts. Okay, I'm going to try and do a voice right now, and it's it's not going to sound good, but that's kind of the point. He's like... The Silver Sons! The Silver... <clears throat> that traitor! He's going to ruin everything! Rathaniel... He's going to ruin everything we built. <laughs> but that's the name of the man that. But. but uh, can I give him my second potion of healing? Because I don't want to see him die. Okay. You, you're going to heal him? Yeah. I'm going to hand him over. To the authorities for further questioning. Cool. How much does he heal for? Have you just extended the fight by another hour? By bringing the deadly <laughs> assassin back to fucking life, you deadly. It's fucking Friday, baby! We can go forever! 
Can I can I take my belt off and fucking hang uh, just tie him up? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say before I do this, yeah, I'm going to absolutely. We can rope him up. Uh, I would like to rope him up using my. I have like a string belt, and I would like to spatchcock the assassin, if possible. Uh, he gets seventeen. Seventeen. I can make a spatchcock check. As a spatchcock, I will say. Which I guess is animal handling. Uh, <laughs> make a I'd say either athletics or sleight of hand with advantage athletics it is well it's a natural 20 for the first one so I don't think it really matters what the second one is Ooh. nah he got a 5 that's a 24 with a natural you're 20 you're good ah oh, fucking hell I've I've spatchcocked pheasants I've spatchcocked like <laughs> guinea fowl I would love it if you wouldn't keep using the word spatchcocked uh <laughs> Stop kink shaming me! I don't think you know what a kink is, unless we need to check in on Shan more frequently. Well, she's currently in Singapore, so good luck with that. That's what you want the authorities to believe, you bastard. It's all carefully planned. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dear God. (laughs) Once again, we're in hot water. Uh, yeah, he spatchcocked good and proper, which is even more painful for him because obviously his arms and legs are bent up backwards. He has been shivved many times in his ass as he's currently like, he's got one particularly soggy ass. The the spatchcocking is helping to keep the puncture wounds in his ass yeah. closed up so he's not bleeding anymore. So you take him down to the, the main deck of the boat? Yes where you see a half-elven woman has kind of... People have, people from outside have started to mill back inside now and are kind of chattering excitedly, worriedly. This half-elven woman is kind of uh, trying to corral the crowd a little bit into staying calm. As you get back to the main deck, you see Rathaniel's still behind the bar, but he's kind of relaxed a little bit Excellent. now. He's just, he's just like leaning on the bar, like with both hands around a bottle of liquor. You don't know what happened to the first one, but he does look a bit blurry eyed. He says, um, looks like the law's taking control. And he point, he kind of gestures over to the woman who's speaking in front of the crowd. He says, that's, uh, that's Delia Gladeholm. She's the chief arbiter. She runs the legal system in Galanor. He sees the assassin that you've got tied up. It's like you, you might have a you might have a pretty prize for her if you you want to take him over. I make sure it's obviously me carrying the assassin. I don't think the gnome's up to much. I don't want to be rude. Rolling him. Classic AJ, just racism at every corner. I'm gonna put Pecan <laughs> the Squirrel on Davin's shoulder as I've slung the assassin spatchcocked over my shoulder as we make our way over to Delia Smith. What's her name? Gladehome. We're going to make our way over to Delia Gladehome. Just out of interest, where are um, the racist couple? Where have Ilaria and Kerwin gone? So Delia has kind of taken their kind of raised position above the crowd. Mm. Honestly, Kerwin and Ilaria kind of stood where they were before. They do look, they do look worried. But they've kind of moved back to their other spot, which is like, Delia's up here, they're over here, and then the rest of the crowd is like here. Excellent. Uh, I would like to walk over to Ilaria whilst carrying uh, the assassin 
and just casually stand next to her and gauge the assassin's temperament. Not saying anything, I'm just sort of standing next to... I, I want to stand next to Ilaria whilst, whilst watching Delia talk. You want to stand next to the mayor? Okay. Uh, oh, are you watching Are you watching Delia? Okay. I want to see how uncomfortable the assassin gets. Both of you can make me an inside check. Ten. Eighteen. You see the assassin starts to get a little bit uncomfortable, but you also see someone else starts to get a little bit uncomfortable. It's not Ilaria, and it's not Delia. Ugh. It's Kerwin. Motherfucker. You see, like, literally a bead of sweat rolling down his head. He's gonna, I mean, honestly, he takes out a dagger and he's gonna try and kill the assassin. He's like, this isn't what we agreed! And he's gonna essentially try and attack him. I'm still holding the assassin. You are. I've still got wild shape, so I would like to transform myself into a bear as the assassin slides off my back as I'm a ginormous bear. Okay. He is going to... I mean, he was going to roll with advantage because he was tied up. If he's not tied up, then I guess he just rolls flat. These are like commoner stats. I wouldn't even worry about it. He rolled a four. He doesn't hit the assassin. He just gave away the game for absolutely nothing. He gave away the game for a four. (laughs) He's now staring into the giant mouth of a brown bear as I don't attack him but I roar with the lungs of a brown bear. I bellow into the face of Kerwin as, like, saliva just bespackles his face. He doesn't scream. He just freezes and then falls to his knees. And then when he realizes how stupid he's been, he just, he like, his eyes just go, like... They don't glaze over, but his eyes just kind of go blank. Ilaria looks very confused. She's like, Kerwin, what are you doing? And he's like, he just he just glazes over. Not not phased by the bear at all. She is prime mayoral candidate. <laughs> Kerwin has fully glazed over, and Delia has already she's like signaling to Kerwin and the assassin, and the people that were on the mayor's actual security detail move in. One or two of the waiting staff, a couple of the people that are in party attire who look like genuine spies come over and just kind of put their hands on the shoulder and the tied up arms of the assassin and uh, kind of do the same with Kerwin. Like, not with as much force, but they're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Delia comes over and kind of pushes you a little bit towards where Rathaniel is uh, so she can talk to the three of you. And she's like... Look, I'd always suspected that the mayor or someone in her office was linked with the, the Sylvan Sons. I assumed that's where, I assumed that's where the assassin came from. I didn't realize that it was someone who was sharing a bed with her. Shit. Um, I mean, Mister Mister Silverdor, I um, I don't mean to be too forward, but this news will get out. There's at least one journalist here, and she gestures over to the Dragonborn who's in the corner. She says, uh, I don't mean to be too forward, but I think this will probably take Alaria out of the out of the running as a presidential candidate. If she doesn't take herself out of the running, I would seriously consider what your life might look like if you were to become mayor. She shakes Rathaniel's hand. She shakes your hands. Rathaniel looks still pretty drunk. He doesn't really say anything to Delia because he's like, I don't want to say anything in case I really put my foot in my mouth. 
Delia goes over to um, to the assassin and to uh, and to Kerwin and kind of oversees them being taken. You're kind of just breezing it. You're just breezing into the docks now. So phenomenal. Delia oversees them being taken into custody. Rathaniel turns around to the both of you and he's like, "Well, shit, boy, am I glad that I hired you guys. I mean, I would, I'd be, I'd be dead now if it wasn't for you two. And uh, and you even managed to bring in the guy who bring in the guy who tried to do it. And you, I mean, I don't know what the fuck Cohen was doing, but it seemed like he really wanted to get rid of me. All I can say is thank you. And he pulls out a pouch of gold and hands it over to. I was about to say, I was about to say, hands it over to Pecan, but it's like, no, that, that's absolutely not going to happen. He hands it over to Davin. <laughs> I'm a if, bear. You're si- if you're still a bear, yeah, hands it over to Davin. Hands you a thousand gold. I nod slowly, just just for a, a decent night's work. And he says, um, "I hope you won't be strangers. Should know that you have a you have a you like you'll have a friend potentially, probably at this rate in the mayor's office. You'll have a friend and." Make sure everyone knows the the good job that you did tonight, because I wouldn't be going home to my wife tonight if it wasn't for the two of you. He goes to shake both of your hands and then realizes that he's going to have to shake a bear's hand, and he's just like there. <laughs> uh, at this point, Pe- Pecan, who's been standing on the bear's head, jumps as the bear slowly morphs back into a giant furball, standing up. The claws retract into fingers, and the fur slowly melts back into my face. As a pecan hops down onto my shoulder, as I reach out a poured a ginormous hand to um, him and shake it and say, This has been a pleasure, indeed. You have the gratitude of the Iron Heart Dojo. Our services are always at your disposal. But for now, we must fix the leaky roof. Ah, oh, Jessic was telling me. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do something about that. You can't be working out on damn floor. <laughs> that's like half the reason that's what he said <laughs> that's like half the reason you have a dojo the soft floors and he um he can like you can kind of see like the the atmosphere as it relates to him on this barge has now changed completely uh like all the people that were basically mostly ignoring him or just humoring him out of some performative necessity are now like waiting about five or ten feet away from you guys for when Rathaniel leaves you so that they can badger him and be like, oh, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, shit like that. Phenomenal. So, yeah, everyone, everyone starts to make their way off the barge. And um, I guess as we as we move into the epilogue and you guys go back to go back to the dojo, is there anything else you want to cover off before we end for the night? I would like to turn and have a moment with Davin. What's on your mind, friend? We have travelled a long and windy road together, and it has been my honour to serve by your side. But you must know one thing. What? That was my kill. I did the majority of the heavy lifting, and you repeatedly shaved him in the ass. There is no joy in taking a life. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that's where we'll end for the night. You guys head off the barge, 
Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Everyone freeze frame. Freeze frame. Is Samuel laughing, uh, Pecan squawking into the night, and uh, Davin just looking at him with a look of haughty derision. Yeah, that's where we'll zoom out of Galanor for, for the night. Thank you for playing in this this little sandpit of my creation. Thank you for revealing that you were highly anxious about when oh. Nathaniel was going to get shot. 100% mate. Yeah. 100%. That was a good one. You played that to a T. I just want to say a massive thank you, Chris, because that was an absolute pleasure to play in. That was beautifully weighted. The story beats were fantastic. I had a, I had a right laugh and, and that was hideously tense because I knew you were going to screw us over no matter what we did. My only regret is that you wouldn't let me deploy my my boat. Uh, I feel that would have changed the course of the storyline, but nonetheless, I had a lot of fun. It also would have been heinous, criminal metagaming. <laughs> it would have. Listeners, thank you very much for joining us this evening. This has been another very special one-shot from the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. I've been Chris Neal. Let's get a quick goodbye from our anxious arseholes for the evening aj jackson and <laughs> and matthew durant <laughs> goodbye goodbye listeners go find us on social media go find us on instagram go find us on threads go find us on <coughs> x aka twitter aka elon musk's little aborted baby <laughs> Ew! Yeah, it's bad. You can also find us on our website, adventurous-anonymous.com, and just find us. Just, just, just go find us. Just go find us. It's really not that hard. Give us a review if you if you fancy it. If you don't, you don't have to give us a review. If you enjoyed the episode, you can give us a review. <sighs> I didn't write down my outro, listeners. It's been fantastic. We'll see you next time around. Stay. Adventurers out.